Daddy, I thank you. There aren't any crises in heaven. Whoa. Shaba. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I love your presence. I love who you are. I love every way you want to come. I love everything you want to do. I love every, 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 every whisper that you say. I love every word that comes out of your heart, God. Oh, God, turn this place upside down and inside out, God, until we reflect heaven. as you want. There's no bottom to the river of his love. There's no bottom to the river of his life. Hey, yeah, 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 God, and we want to be lost and caught in the fire in your eyes. Whoa. Holy Spirit, you are welcome, welcome, welcome here, my friend. You are welcome here, welcome here, welcome here, welcome. Oh, we already know you're here, but we want you to feel welcome. (laughs) Welcome to turn us upside down. Welcome to turn us inside out. Welcome, welcome to spin us around and around and around and around and around until all we see is you, until all we know is you, until we're lost in your eyes and we're lost in your gaze and we're found in your heart, burning and set ablaze. Hey, because we want to live where you are. How? Daddy, I, I, hey, I, hey, um, Whoosh. <laughs> Whoosh, <shakaraba. laughs> Oh, Jesus. Whoosh. <laughs> Daddy, we want this room to look just like heaven. God, by the time you're done tonight, would you make this look just like heaven? Hey! 
welcome the cherubim and we welcome the seraphim. We welcome the many burning ones, burning, burning, burning around your throne. And we welcome the realm of your government to come. And we welcome, we welcome the worship to run and to flow out of us, God. Because you are the worthy one and you are worthy and you are holy and you are lovely. And everything we'll ever need is found inside of you. Ha! Whoa! So we welcome the living creatures. Oh! Whoa! We welcome the living creatures. And we welcome the wind and the fire of your realm, God, to blow and to burn here tonight in us. Oh, yeah, no, more, yeah, no, we don't want to walk out that door the same, God. We don't want to walk out that door the same. Sha. And so we will wait. <laughs> and that word, that word in the Hebrew doesn't mean to passively wait. Those that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Hey, 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 Wow! Shuck. Whoosh. Oh, oh, yeah, bakashikaraba. Oh! We drink and we wait and we drink and we wait. Sha. If you need wisdom, you need to go and drink wisdom's wine. Ha! It's in Proverbs 9. <laughs> Whoa! Waves! 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 Waves crashing in, God, crashing in and over us, God. Oh, turning us around and over and around and around again, God, till all we can see is you. Beautiful one, that's all we want to do is behold, is behold, is behold who you are until we become what you want to be in the earth. Release, God. We want to behold you until we become the very image of who you are in the earth, God. We want to so behold you that we become like you, Jesus, because you have one body in the earth and it's us. Shh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Hey. My heavens. Shikaraba. Wow. Daddy, welcome, welcome to the resurrection life angels, God, that you've sent into the meeting. Because ah. there's going to be an exchange. There's going to be an exchange. There is going to be a divine exchange in this room tonight. And those of you that have been... <laughs> wrapped up in grave clothes are going to have them ripped off. Wow. <laughs> no more grave clothes, only grace clothes. No more rags. No more rags. Oh, you've had rags, and now it's time to have his riches. <laughs> no more rags. Mantles. Mantles from another realm. Mantles of authority. Mantles that you were created to wear before the foundations of the earth. Hey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Daddy, I thank you for portals opening up all over this room, God. 
And I thank you to the very reality where, well, where we are called and where we are actually seated in you, Christ Jesus. That we are seated in the heavenly places in you. We have been seated there. We are seated there now, God. I thank you that that reality begins to supersede and break in that which we see with our natural eyes. Sha. <laughs> so again, how much do you want, church? Ah. <laughs> oh. Wow. I like what, what, what um, Bill Johnson says, that there are some things that you can get by receiving and there's other things you have to pursue. That's a paraphrase. But there are, it's true, there are some things that we can get by receiving and, and just, just soaking and here we are. And then there are other things we have to go after. And so it's how much do you want? How much do you want? How much do you want of His realm to dismantle, break through, and transform yours? Hey! <laughs> wow. I'm really glad to call Sudan my home. It's an, it's an honor for me. It's a privilege. <laughs> I have 121 gorgeous sons and daughters. Yeah, thereabouts. We, maybe I have 122 by tonight. I don't know. We keep adding them. I've, I've trained everyone well. <laughs> Instead of waiting for me to come home, they just email me. Can we take three more? Of course. <laughs> sure we can. <laughs> you need to ask? <laughs> There's always more. Ah. And... In the middle of global crises, in the middle of meltdowns in the Middle East and freak out weather in the Midwest and, and just nutty things that have been going on in the last couple of weeks. It just, it's like running and running and running and running and running deeper into who God is. And this is, I do have a different message than this and I am going to preach it, but we, we hung on that song those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Ha, 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 ha. Whoosh! <laughs> Jesus is very fun. And He's here. And He is in love with you. And I'll tell you, romance is the only reason I do anything. If missions ever stops being about romance, I'll go find a different occupation. Shikaraba. But there are some things, you know, so many times we think that, that waiting on the Lord is a passive waiting. But that's not the picture in that word in the Hebrew. That's not the picture in that verse. It says, those that actively wait, those that intertwine themselves with the Lord. The picture is of a cord that's being twisted together. Those that intertwine themselves with the Lord. <laughs> Whoa. He just wants to be one with us. And I, I want to be one with Him. I want to be so one with Him that I don't know where He starts and me stops or however that works I just want to be one I want to be one I want to be one with him of one mind of one heart of one substance how oh, because we are created in his image so those that wait those that intertwine themselves actively as if by twisting with the Lord will not renew will exchange their strength it's a really good deal. You get his strength. And he's a whole lot stronger than I am. He's a whole lot stronger than you are. You get his strength. And it's not just 
They will mount up with wings like eagles. It's literally, they will grow wings. They will sprout wings like eagles. Ha. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. Anybody need some wings tonight? (laughs) Shakaraba. Hey, let me encourage you. Spend time with him. One of the greatest one of the greatest challenges I have when I'm back in the West is guarding my hunger and guarding my time with him. I don't envy any one of you, except for maybe you're running water. I do like that. But I wouldn't exchange it for anything. Not in this season. You have a fight on your hands, beloved. And it's a fight to guard your hunger. It really is. And um, with what could be coming down the pike, it's absolutely vital that it's a fight we win. Hey, Shabba. So I want to talk to you about resurrection life. It's a good thing. I went to a conference in Canada last year. I just was attending. I wasn't speaking. And, um, you know, I like going to conferences, too. I like receiving. I like, really, to me, it doesn't matter who's speaking or what they're speaking on because it's just an excuse for me to go to heaven. I'm I'm not very good at, at, like, paying attention to the speaker. I'm much better with just, you know, vacating the premises and going hanging out in the courts up in heaven. <laughs> Feel free to vacate the premises any time you like. You, you go hang out with him. He's got better messages than I do. <laughs> Shakarapa. Oh, Jesus just wants to surprise some of you. He just does. It's not Wednesday night is normal. When I walked in here, I literally, I saw in the spirit, I saw blue-white lightning. And whenever I see blue light, whenever I see see blue-white lightning, that means we're going to hit an agreement with heaven and something's going to be released. Because, hey, hey, because lightning is a place, cloud to ground lightning is a place where heaven agrees with the earth and releases power. And it so transform the, transforms the actual substance of the ground that it prepares it for harvest. So I was at a conference last year, and it was, it was really fun. Um, I came down with um, pneumonia and cerebral malaria at the same time. I was in Canada. And I thought, well, if I'm going to get sick, at least I'm in Canada. It's a good thing. They have a nice medical system. And, and I, I had an idea what it was because I've had malaria several times before that. Like, I've had it about 15 times altogether now. And um, I'm still here. So don't ever let a fear of, like, a parasite keep you off in the field and out of your destiny. Okay? Seriously. If he can send a little white woman with one leg in crutches who doesn't do dirt, doesn't do camping, and doesn't do bugs, and told God that she doesn't do kids either, by the way. Into the bush. And I've never been happier. The things that you think are obstacles to your destiny may just become stepping stones. Hmm? (laughs) And so I was at this conference and I was a little sick. Um, But the day before I got really, really, really sick, um, Jesus said, no hospitals, you're not to go to the hospital. And I was like, "Uh what? No hospitals. So I'm obedient when God says that. You know, I'd already gotten the medicine, so I was on medicine for those of you logical people that are worrying about that. I was on medicine, okay? But I locked myself in my hotel room, 
and wouldn't let the doctor see that I had 106 plus fever. And there were a couple of times, and I'm not recommending this as normal procedure, but sometimes God calls us to do radical things in obedience. All right? And he's not looking for our radicalness. He's looking for our obedience. If he had said go to a hospital, I would have been in an ambulance. All right? But he didn't. And so I was in my room, and the whole day was actually my favorite day of the conference because I saw, and it was not a hallucination of the malaria, thank you, I saw Jesus stretched out as the lion of the tribe of Judah right next to me. And there were two times that I almost died, and he roared, and my spirit came back into my body. Now, at the end of that, at the end of that, I got up, the next day went into the conference and one of the speakers came up to me and said I don't know now they didn't know they knew I was sick they didn't know how sick I don't know what happened to you yesterday but God has just assigned you two resurrection life angels how how many of you know I've kept them a little busy my my sweet angels their, their names are Vita and Baruch and they are By the way, you can talk to angels. It's in the Bible. Look it up. Don't worship them, but you can talk to them, okay? How else are you going to find out what they're there for? If you are walking in your destiny, you should have angelic encounters. They're normal. They're not abnormal. And just because New Age and other other groups have perverted what belongs to us doesn't mean it doesn't belong to us. Okay, so that's for free. Shabbat. And I was, a couple months later, I was in um, Kampala in December, and I was in rush hour traffic on the back of a motorbike, and the motorbike tried to gun between two cars, and it missed. And it hit the car, threw me off in the middle of several lanes of oncoming rush hour African traffic. And right before it happened, I saw these two guys that I had met earlier. And they said, don't worry, we've got you. I got a little scrape on my elbow, and that's about it. I'm telling you these stories for a reason. I'm telling you because there is no fear in love, and perfect love drives out all fear. And I am not going anywhere until God says game over, and neither are you. If you will agree with him. You see, wherever you place your agreement releases the power of that agreement. So if you place your agreement with the things of heaven, you release them. You place your agreement with the enemy, you release him. Kind of a choice, sort of. So I was um, hanging out with Jesus this afternoon. (laughs) I love cuddling with him. And I said, God, what do you want? What do you want? What, what's, what's on your heart for today? What's on your heart for tonight? And I really feel like there is going to be an exchange because some of you have literally had grave clothes of an old season that have been wrapped around and there's a shaking and there is a transition that's going on in the spirit all over the earth right now. And God is wanting, he's wanting, he's wanting to remove those grave clothes. Hey, he's wanting to remove those grave clothes and replace them with grace clothes. Grace is not a weak word. Grace is not a weak word. It means potency. It means power. Ha. Yes. Ha, ha, ha. I want to be potent. You know, show up in the room in the middle of a meeting at, say, I don't know, the UN and uh, shift an atmosphere. That was kind of fun last week. (laughs) more Lord God I'm just asking that you increase you increase you increase your presence in this place oh oh we welcome the angels that are bringing garments of grace (laughs) 
Some of you may begin to feel things lifting off. You may begin to feel something that it's just, it's like just coming down and whoa and resting on you. Just receive it. Hey. I love this. You know the story of Lazarus. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Mm-hmm. You know, Martha is upset, and she's pretty direct. She goes to Jesus. <laughs> and she says to Jesus, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Hmm. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know he's going to rise again in the resurrection at the last day. You see, so often we have a grid. We literally physically, physiologically in our brain have a grid. And if what God is saying and his promises are being released into our lives don't fit our grid, i.e. resurrection at the last day, we run the risk of having that information literally just chucked into the delete bin and missing what God is wanting to do. So God is wanting to rewire some of your grids tonight so that you can see what he is about to do. So that you can see, he doesn't do anything in the earth without revealing it to his friends. How many of you are his friends? All right. That means you see, that means you hear, that means you have access into the heavenly realms. And you are already seated there in Christ Jesus. This is good news. Don't look at me so seriously. (laughs) Jesus said to her, you're looking for an event. But I am the reality right here. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? He was rewiring her grid. Because in order to see, she had to believe. Maybe that's for someone. Ha ha. She Skipping down a couple verses. Jesus says, you know, take away the stone. And Martha is still stuck in an old mentality. She's still stuck in an old grave clothes. She was the one wearing grave clothes in her mind, not just Lazarus. saying, Lord, he's going he's gonna to really smell bad by now. Seriously, you're taking away the stone? <laughs> Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, he didn't look. He didn't look at what Martha was saying. He didn't get phased by that. If God has given you a vision of something impossible, you will encounter naysayers. They are out there. It would behoove all of us not to listen to them. I love them, but I don't have time for that. I have a nation that God has promised. And I have 121 beautiful sons and daughters. They're so gorgeous. And yes, I'm biased. So they took away the stone and Jesus' father, I thank you that you have heard me and I know that you always hear me. And because of the people who are standing by, I said this. <laughs> I love it. He didn't have to say that. He just was like, so they got it. That they may believe you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Yes. I want us to go over to Zechariah 3. Shakaraba. 
More, Lord. More, Lord. Increase. Father, increase your presence all over this room. Increase it. Let it rise. Let it rise like a tide coming in. Let it rise. 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 Hey, yeah. Yeah. Now, Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and was standing before the angel. And he answered and spoke to those who stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And to him he said, See, I have removed your iniquity from you, and I will clothe you with rich robes. There is a grace exchange that God wants to pour out on you, beloved, tonight. He wants to rip those grave clothes off so that you can step into His garments of grace. And that is not something that we do that just happens supernaturally. It is supernatural, but it happens through relationship. The grave clothes didn't fall off Lazarus. The filthy garments didn't just fall off Joshua. It happened with other people or in this case, an encounter that took them off. All right? They come relationally with God and with one another. Ha. Huh. Come on. And I said, let them put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head. God wants to wrap your mind with his. He wants to get the old thinking out. And they put clothes on him, and the angel of the Lord stood by. I love this. Thus says the Lord of hosts, if you will walk in my ways, if you will keep my command, then you shall also judge my house and likewise have charge of my courts. I will give you places to walk among these who stand here. You want authority? It comes from intimacy. You want authority? You have to let God pull off all of the grave clothes because there is a resurrection that is coming. A resurrection life lives so strongly on the inside of us, but sometimes it's hard to let it out if you're like mummified in the grave clothes of an old season. Shababa. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Come, Lord. Oh, God, we just unwrap those grave clothes right now. God, I thank you that grace clothes are the exchange. Whoa, hero Joshua, the high priest, you and your companions who sit before you. For they are a wondrous sign. For behold, I am bringing forth my servant, the branch. For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua. Upon the stone are seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave its inscription, says the Lord of hosts. And I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. Do you believe it is possible for a nation to be saved in a day? Really? Really? Are you sure? Even if Fox News says it's not. Uh oh. You see, God is not beholden to use political means. Or to use any means or mind or system of man. He has a kingdom. And he has a body in the earth. Jesus has one body in the earth and it is us. Ha. And so we've had a little bit of fun in Sudan since I was here last. We started our International School of Revival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've got a good friend that is visiting here that, that um, prophesied the name back to me because I wasn't calling it properly. 
God said International School of Revival, but I thought that was a little big. So I shortened it to School of Revival. And then this guy walks up to me and goes, God says you'll have an International School of Revival. Sorry. (laughs) Names are important because they release destiny. We have about two or three African nations looking at signing up next year. But we had both North and South Sudan represented in this school. Twenty-five leaders from all over the country came to live with us for two months, and we had a party. We had a good time. We took them into the hospital, and by about midway through, God was literally emptying wards out. We'd go back the the next week, and they'd be like half as full or less. And then one day, they went to the hospital, and it was so empty, and there was barely anyone to pray for. So all the nurses came up and said, well, can you pray for us? So they prayed for them, and then they said, we want to know how to do what you do. And so our, um, our precious gal that is over our school, she has, while I've been here, she's been going into the hospitals and actually doing like an eight-week-long training on healing prayer for the medical staff. And then one of our team members took note that we have a police training academy right down the road from us that averages about 500 guys um, in a three-month class. And they had a lot of witchcraft things that were hanging, like good luck stuff. Um, that very much based in a cult, um, hanging on the entryway into their police academy. And, and we looked in, and these precious young men, some of them were like 16, 17 years old. They were way too young to have been there. And they were the same age as some of my kids. And they needed Jesus. And God just began to tug, tug, tug on the heartstrings of several of our team. And so one day, one day we were driving by and we, just everyone goes, now. And we um, unleashed our senior leader on them and he ran in, our senior Sudanese leader. And he came back with this big beaming smile on his face going, they've been waiting for us. Because they didn't having a lot of problems with demons harassing them and they couldn't get a pastor to come out. And tell them what to do. So they'd been praying, God, send someone who knows what to do. So we had this huge open door. And about two weeks later, um, a team from our, from, um, from our compound and from the school went in and did an outreach with them. And 495 of the 500 got saved. Yeah! Come on, Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. We have seen, I've just got list and list and list of the healings and the miracles and things that God is beginning to pour out. And God is not a respecter of persons or of continents. The question is, are we willing to allow him to so reduce us to knowing our need that he becomes our first option? instead of our last? And are we willing to let him exchange our grave clothes, the old ways of thinking, the old mindset, the old grid, if you will, for his grace clothes? Sometimes grave clothes can become comfortable. And letting them go means letting go of some comfort zones. Yes. God is into blowing comfort zones up. Because he wants to be our comfort. Ha, he is the zone. Shababa. Come on. When we first opened, some of you may have heard the story. I don't know if I told it here or not. But when we first opened our doors um, back in 2006, a few months after we had opened, a little girl, little three-year-old girl then came to live with us. And her name's Onzia. And she 
It's just utterly, ravishingly beautiful to the heart of God. And when she first came, the only thing she would do for the first weeks that she was with us was scream. She would find the dirtiest, ickiest, yuckiest, muddiest part of our compound, which was less than an acre, and we had almost a hundred of us living on it. We were cozy. We had rented out a bombed-out shell of a building that had AK-47 bullet holes in all the surfaces. I thought it was cultural ventilation. Someone later pointed that out to me, what it was. Oops. Um, Yeah, we live in a war zone. (laughs) You do too. It just is not as obvious sometimes. So in some, some ways, we're safer because it's obvious. The war you can't see is far more dangerous than the war you know is there. That's a good line. <laughs> and so Onzia came to live with us. And, you know, I'm watching her go into, the, into these just muddy, filthy places. And my heart is utterly broken. It's like, well, how do I reach her? God, how do I reach this little girl that is carrying so much pain and has probably been horrifically abused and is so distrusting of anybody even touching her? I mean, it's not normal three-year-old behavior. And I said, God, well, how do I reach this broken little girl? And Jesus asked me, Beloved, how did I reach you? And I said, Well, you came where I was. He goes, Go and do likewise. Literally? Yep. So the next time Onzia got down in the mud, which was probably, I don't know, about 20 minutes later, because she did it all the time back then, (laughs) I got right down in the mud with her. I got face first, face planted in the mud with her. And in those days, you couldn't even look her in the eye or she'd roll away and go wail on some other corner. So I had to just lay in the mud with my hand out and wait for her to put her hand into mine. That took a couple times. But eventually her hand, her hand was put into mine. And for the first time we got up together and I thought, victory, triumph. Well, ten minutes later we were back in the mud. Things are a process sometimes. But little by little by little it took less time to get her out of the mud. And then one day someone sent us this box of dresses for our little girls from from um, another country and in this dress was this beautiful white dress, white satin dress and it was just Onzia's size and I looked at it and knew it was for her and the next time we got up out of the mud together I looked at her, I looked at her in her eye and I said, Bania Taikalas which means my daughter, enough it ends now she's a strong-willed little girl she's a leader But she's never done the same thing in the same way since. As I took her into the bathing area, we washed her down, washed her clean, took her old filthy rags off of her, and put a beautiful white satin dress on her. And everything changed because she knew she was a daughter. This last December, um, I got to go hang out in one of my favorite places, Um, There's these burning trash piles, these burning trash mounds um, that children live in up in Juba. And there's these rows and rows of tin shack buildings that are used for brothels. The little lives are sold every day for less than a box of juice cost on the street. And um, I like going and hanging out there. I really do. And we had met one little girl that I knew was going to come live with us later in the week. But in the middle of the week, God gives me a vision of her laying dying, curled up on a green mat in the middle of the rubbish, in the middle of it, back in this back alley. And my heart wanted to go right then, right then I've got to go. But Jesus said, wait. Jesus heard about Lazarus's condition, and he waited. You know, he's not moved by time the way we are. 
you exist outside of it. Ah, that has some fun implications in the spirit. Shababa. Chew on that later. And so the next day, it was our day to go pick her up to sign papers and have her come live with us. And I went and we went and found her and she was laying curled up dying on the mat with a high, high raging fever. Her legs were locked behind her. Her her head was locked. She was in convulsion. She was literally dying in front of us. Exactly like I'd seen in the vision. So I grabbed um, John, one of our senior leaders, and I said, this is not happening. I told him the vision. I said, we're going to go in. So we walked into the room, and we literally commanded resurrection life to come into her and said, you are not dying on our watch. And we said, okay, we're going to have to take her to the, to the doctor because she's really sick. You know, we're praying, we're praying, we're praying. We got a big plastic bag and wrapped you know, the bottom half of her up in it because she was just filthy and um, carried her in. They wouldn't even see her until we gave her a bath. So we washed her off. We washed all of the filth off of her. And by the time she got to see the doctor, she was almost completely healed. Guess who Onzia is taking care of now? Onzia is now five, almost six years old. And she's going to school and she's learning And she's now looking after Sarah, who was dying in a trash heap a few months ago, and who now is a princess and a daughter who's found. Some of you have had some trash heap kind of circumstances, maybe even recently. And God's here to find you. Some of you have had pain that have maybe has been like grave clothes wrapped around your heart for years. God is here to set you free. And not just, not just, not just in the realm of encounter. Yes, in the realm of encounter. Yes. But also in the realm of community. With what God is coming on the earth and what is going to be unleashed in the days ahead. We must live from heaven to earth and we must be a family. We must live from heaven to earth, and we must be a family. If my kids have taught me anything, it's those two things. Ah. So, no more grave clothes, church. Beautiful, pure mantles of grace are available They have been purchased with a high price. They have been paid for. And they have your name on it. And they are custom made. And they are perfectly fitting. For the season that God is having all of us step into. I do have a news flash. Um, We are always in transition. You never get to stop being in transition in the kingdom. From glory to glory, what do you think that is? That's transition. From glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory because the weight of His presence and who He lives lives inside of us. And we have to learn where we're seated in the heavenly places and how to let that reality out to influence and change the earth around us. So, shall we pray? How many of you would like some grace clothes tonight? You'd like to grow some wings with that? (laughs) There are some things you can get in the kingdom by impartation, and there are other things that you have to go after and intertwine yourself with the Lord to get. There are some things you have to go on a journey and develop a secret history with God to have it unleashed. <laughs> There's weight on that. So how much do you want? Really? Are you sure? Then he'll have all of you.
Every minute of every day, every breath that you take. Oh God, we do. We want to give you our all tonight. Daddy, we just are here. We want to give you, if we have some of the worshipers come up here on the team. We want to give you, we want to give you, we want to give you our all tonight, Daddy. And it is a very, very humble exchange. God, we bring that you can, I can't even imagine, you would give us everything you have. The fullness of the kingdom (laughs) belongs to the children. And here we are, your little ones. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Sons and daughters that are rising in the earth. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Manifested sons. Ho! That are stepping into our identity. And that will not be satisfied with grave clothes from an old season. Grave clothes from an old mindset. Ho! Grave clothes of our own reason. God, we want to wear the grace clothes, Jesus. We want to wear the grace clothes, God. We want to wear the mantles of grace. The garments of grace, God. Of the potency that comes from heaven. Oh, yeah, yeah. How much do you want? How much do you want it? Enough to come after it? Well, what are you waiting for? Hey, Araboya. Shikaraba ba sondarabose. Sakaraba. Shikarabose. Shikaraba. Oh, Well, I cannot intertwine you with Jesus for you. That is something you have to do. That is something you have to go after. And I really feel like we are to worship and we are to go after Him. Ha! And we're to go after Him. And we're to go after being one with Him. And in that place of being one and being intertwined with who He is, everything we need will come.